are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Monday episode of Locked On Dolphins here on the show today. We have no shortage of topics to get into, including the Matt Stafford news and how that affects the Miami Dolphins. And no, relax, Miami fans, we're not going to talk about the Dolphins potentially trading for Matthew Stafford. But there are domino effects from Detroit getting into the quarterback market that are worth discussing. We also have to talk about the defensive backs for the 2021 Senior Bowl that the Dolphins will be coaching. That roster announcement was made over the course of the weekend. And then, of course, we saw the AFC and NFC Championship games played. And the question begs to be asked, who do we as Miami Dolphins fans root for in this football game? All of those things answered here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com. Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and ready to get into all of our talking points today. You'll have to excuse me, I'm a little juiced. It's Senior Bowl week, as I said, Director of Scouting at TheDraftNetwork.com. I kind of get into the draft events, and with the Senior Bowl really being the only draft event confirmed to be taking place in its entirety this offseason, there's a lot to gain for the Dolphins, and I'd like to start there because this does feel like a pretty open and shut case for the Miami Dolphins as far as their 2021 NFL draft prospects, the defensive backs that they have been assigned. I don't see a ton that's going to move the needle for the Dolphins. So we went through the rest of the roster on Friday when it was established, and this was the only thing we were waiting on. So I'd like to work through the names uh, released by Jim Nagy over the weekend for the Senior Bowl for the Dolphins. Defensive backs, Trey Brown, Cameron Bynum, Thomas Graham Jr., Benjamin St. Just, Keith Taylor Jr., Ambry Thomas, Rodarius Williams, Divine Diablo, Darren Hall, Damar Hamlin, Trey Norwood, and Christian Uphoff. Who are the players out of this group that you as Miami Dolphins fans should be especially dialed into? We'll start with the obvious one in Cameron Bynum, because Cameron Bynum is from Cal. Also from Cal, Dolphins defensive backs coach Gerald Alexander who left Cal last offseason and worked several seasons with Bynum at Cal. That feels like a no-brainer. You think about a lot of the players that get drafted on uh, the seventh round, right? And they're, they're players that somebody in the coaching staff knows really well. They want to give them a shot. It's a low-risk proposition to spend a, a draft pick at the, in the seventh round on somebody you know versus somebody you don't. So at least you know what you're getting, what kind of person you're getting. So... Cameron Bynum is expected to be a day three prospect in the 2021 NFL draft. Him working with the Dolphins and Gerald Alexander at school, I bet you you the Dolphins pounded the table to get a hold of him because Gerald Alexander knows him so well. The next name on this list, somebody the Dolphins may not, not have a ton of familiarity with, but somebody who I think will move the needle for the Dolphins is Michigan corner Ambry Thomas. Now, Thomas opted out of the 2020 college football season, but he does have the versatility to play both the nickel and on the outside, and he's a physical press corner. I personally like him a lot in the nickel, and that's kind of the appeal we've talked on the show about potentially upgrading Nick Needham, and I think Ambry Thomas can be that player for you, a guy who can play man-to-man. He can play on the line of scrimmage. He's fairly sticky in coverage. He looks 
to check all the boxes that you possibly want from an athleticism standpoint. And the Dolphins, obviously, when you look at the rest of their defensive backs, guys like Xavier uh, Howard and Byron Jones and Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe, like they all test really well. They're high-level athletes playing in the secondary. And I think Ambry Thomas can f- also fulfill a lot of those needs that they need, the Dolphins need checked playing in the secondary as well. So you combine all those things together, and Ambry Thomas is a name that I kind of have circled. And the last name that I have circled is a small school prospect, because of course, if the Dolphins are a team that is going to be focused on player development and tapping into potential guys like Zach Sealer, who from Ferris State, small school prospect, has really blossomed under the watch of the Dolphins in the 16 months he's been a member of the team. You have Christian Uphoff who is a safety from Illinois State. And being at the Senior Bowl, knowing the kinds of defensive backs, small school defensive backs that get into the Senior Bowl every year, uh, this is going to be a guy for us to keep an eye on for the Dolphins. You know, Whether he's a, a nickel safety, they end up going a different direction in the safety room. Even if they end up keeping Bobby McCain and Eric Rowe and they're interested in entertaining a developmental replacement for either one of those two players, Christian Uphoff from Illinois State, Uh, jumps out to me. So the three names, in my opinion, to know out of the defensive backs group for the Dolphins, cornerback uh, Cameron Bynum from Cal, Michigan cornerback Avery Thomas, and Illinois State safety Christian Uphoff. We went through the rest of the rosters on Monday or on Friday, so make sure you swing back, double back, check it out. You'll get uploaded and up to speed on a lot of the prospects of note for the Miami Dolphins that they will be coaching throughout the course of this week from Mobile, Alabama. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself. Echelon can help you get there. Echelon offers the next generation of connected bikes, mirrors, rowing machines, and their all-new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you on thousands of daily, live, and on-demand studio-level classes, always available when you need them, and unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone, and one membership lets up to five family members all work out at the same time. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com NFL to get started. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL to get started. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. Uh, we have our two final participants in the NFL this season. Pretty incredible that they've made it through a full season amid the COVID-19 pandemic and everything else going on. No interruptions in games. Every playoff game, all 256 regular season games, the Super Bowl on schedule, Pretty incredible that we've reached this point. And the two participants are going to be the Kansas City Chiefs, big freaking surprise, and Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, big freaking surprise. So the question begs to be asked, us as Dolphins fans, who do you root for? First of all, thank God the Bills did not make the Super Bowl. The only downside, and I'm sure I'm going to regret saying this because sometime it's going to be applicable and I'm going to have it stolen from me. The only downside to the Bills not making the Super Bowl and then potentially losing to Tom Brady would A, seeing them finally get to Super Bowl and then lose to, of course, Tom Brady, but also they say they like to circle the wagons in Buffalo, right? Well, 
What are the two of the last three letters in wagons? O N S. You can make O and five, which would would have made the Bills own five in Super Bowls. Let's put that one in our back pocket. I hope we don't ever need to use it because that would mean the Bills never make it to a fifth Super Bowl to lose. But selfishly enjoyed, pettily enjoyed seeing Josh Allen uh, throw the football at a Kansas City Chiefs defender after getting sacked uh, in a critical juncture of the football game and the wheels falling off the bus for the Mafia. I'm petty like that. My best friend is a diehard Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, I didn't talk to him outside of doing the podcast draft dudes with him for a week after week 17. I did send him congratulations on a great season, but I selfishly, until I get a chance to experience what it's like to win a Super Bowl for myself with the Miami Dolphins, I'm not going to want my friends to experience that for the first time when they've been long suffering fans all the same as we have been as Miami Dolphins fans. Why should I want other people to experience that relief first? But but I do think it's clear and obvious, in my opinion, who Dolphins fans should be rooting for in the Super Bowl. And might surprise you to hear me say it's Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because if Tom Brady, in his first year away from Tampa Bay, goes to a different team, leads them to an NFC championship, wins the Super Bowl, wins his seventh Super Bowl, and the New England Patriots on the other side of the fence, they're like Squidward in that meme sitting up at his house watching SpongeBob and Patrick play out the front yard. Patriots finish the season 7-9 and without Tom Brady. And Tom goes to Tampa Bay, instantaneously makes them Super Bowl champions. What does that do for Bill Belichick's legacy? Let me ask you this. If Bill Belichick ends up not defeating Don Shula's all-time wins record, and Tom Brady goes 2-for-2 or 1-for-2 and wins the Super Bowl and is two years away from Tampa Bay before retiring, what does that do for Bill Belichick's resume as the quote-unquote greatest coach of all time? Will Don Shula still have an argument considering he went to Super Bowls with two separate quarterbacks in Miami? Would potentially have the all-time wins record? And wouldn't have the black mark of, oh, well, you were just carried by the greatest quarterback of all time to your Super Bowls. Bill Belichick's a great coach. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. But if you're going to compare his resume to Don Shula's, and the Patriots under Belichick continue to flop, and Brady goes on and thrives elsewhere, that's a win for the Dolphins in my book. And therefore, I'm rooting for Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs. Never thought I'd say that. How loud. One thing I can tell you for certain is I'm not sad to see Tom go. I'm glad he took Gronk with him. More power to you guys. Go get him. Just don't put Gronk at safety. So, my last parting thoughts for the day. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the quarterback market for this 2021 offseason, specifically the news that came out that Matthew Stafford and the Detroit Lions have agreed to part ways and that the Lions will be searching for a trade partner for Matt Stafford this offseason. This is a win for the Dolphins, but not because the Dolphins should be exploring anything to do with Matt Stafford. But there's a two-sided coin here, and both sides are good for the Dolphins. Detroit trading Matt Stafford 
brings Detroit into the fray as a team that is going to need a starting quarterback for the long term. And Detroit is picking at number seven, which makes them the closest quarterback needy team to the Miami Dolphins. So let's say the Lions trade Matt Stafford for a one, and he goes to Pittsburgh, or he goes any number of other places, New Orleans, which financially is impossible, but that's not really the point. Detroit now is going to say, hey, we'd really love to get up in front of Atlanta and have our choice of quarterbacks to go long-term with. Well, great. Miami would love to do business with you, whereas if you were going to stay committed to Matt Stafford, you probably weren't in play as a trade partner, which means Carolina at eight would have been the next best spot, and Miami would have been picking behind Detroit, who without a quarterback need would probably be in the wide receiver market because Quintez Cephas is their best receiver under contract. You keep it up. There's a lot of benefit here for the Dolphins. The Dolphins trading back from 3-7 to seven, potentially is a best-case scenario because you're going to guarantee that you're going to have at least two of the top three wide receivers on the board because if Detroit comes up for a quarterback, that's, that's three quarterbacks, one, two, three based on what we know right now. Atlanta at four could go quarterback. They could go Pe- Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. One of the very few positions that I extreme- am extremely doubtful that they would take is a wide receiver at four. Cincinnati at five needs to take their best offensive lineman of choice, whether that's Penesu from Oregon, Rayshon Slater of Northwestern, or literally anybody else to protect Joe Burrow. And then you have the Philadelphia Eagles at six with Miami potentially now slotted in at seven with a trade back. Philly could go Patrick Sertain at corner. They could go Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith or Jalen Waddell. But if they choose to go with one of these wide receivers, you still have two out of the three, which are top 10 talents in this year's draft class, in my opinion. That's the appeal. Go back and get your extra pick. Well, what could the Dolphins get? The closest comparison involves the Dolphins, ironically enough. It's the Miami Dolphins. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less. Up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of Built Bar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. The NFL playoffs are here, and while the Dolphins are not qualified, it does not mean you cannot still be a winner this winter. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all of your online sports bets, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So, what could the Dolphins get in a trade with Detroit? 
I'm glad you asked. The best example that I have, ironically enough, does involve the Miami Dolphins. It involves the Dolphins from 2016 when the Philadelphia Eagles traded uh, 13 Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso to the Dolphins per pick number eight. And from there, Philadelphia parlayed that into the number two overall pick, courtesy of a trade with the Cleveland Browns. So they went from eight to two to draft Carson Wentz. And in that trade, Philadelphia sent their first round pick at eight, their their third round pick and fourth round pick in the same year. So 2016 first, third, and fourth, plus a first in 2017 and a second in 2018. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but... Detroit's moving from one spot further up in the order, and Miami's one spot further down in the order. You're potentially talking about QB3. I don't think they'll get that. But if Detroit is dead set, and they fall in love with Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or whoever, and that player's on the board at three, Miami could feasibly move back, guarantee they're picking two out of two out of the top three wide receivers in a draft class that has three studs that each you would love to have on the Dolphins. And you could pick up an additional day two selection in this year's draft, whether that is Detroit's second or third round pick this year, and next year's one in a minimum. And for a team, if you're going to say that you're all about building via the draft, I'm sorry, but having three multiple first round picks in three consecutive years, that's a damn good way to do it. That would be, at this point in time, my most interested avenue to explore For the 2021 NFL Draft, we can, of course, get into some hypotheticals and do some mock drafts and talk about what that would look like and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's for a later day. I got to get going. Prep for the Senior Bowl. Practice is tomorrow. Make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening to Locked On Dolphins. I always enjoy talking with you guys. A little different schedule this week. We'll do Power to the Pod at the end of the week because we have Senior Bowl practices on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to talk about. we got to talk about who's showing out, who is excelling, who is offering glimpses of things that would make a lot of sense for the Dolphins to pursue in April's draft. This is a critical week for the Miami Dolphins, so make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for listening. Talk with you guys again tomorrow.